Hey, what is up you guys? This is Justin. Before you get started, I wanted to thank you guys for making me part of your day. So, it's been quite some time since the last time I spoke with you guys, but I am happy. It's not that I didn't want to, it's just that, you know, I kind of think like sometimes life gets in the way and then you put things off and then a day turns into a week and then a week turns into a month and a month turns into two and so on. So, we are going to be talking about a few things today. We're going to talk about gas prices, first of all, so we're going to talk about that because right now, you know, President Biden is single-handedly raising the gas prices, which is not true. That's sarcasm in my voice. But we got to talk about gas prices because there's a few, there's a few things about them. So if you were not driving, I think it was 2007, 2008. So during, during those times, in 2007 and 2008, I drove a Chevy Lumina which was my least favorite car. It was the biggest piece of shit I've ever been. I hated it. It actually made me feel, I know you're not supposed to like associate feelings with things, but nothing made me feel like a bigger piece of shit than that Chevy Lumina. Okay. So this thing was like a 1991. It burned oil. It burned gas. The alternator had to be, had to be replaced like 10 times. So Anyways, that was one of the, that car was just terrible. And I only talk about this car because I know during this time, gas had to have been like four, four or $5 a gallon at this time. This is in 2007, 2008, or even a little bit before that, because that's when um, George Bush was at the end of his presidency the first time, right? Or the, 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 his son, the W, that's when he was, you know, that's when he was, it was present. Let me check real quick because I got to know what the gas price was in gas prices in there. So, but right now the gas prices are high once again. I mean, relatively high. The funny thing is that even though the gas prices are high, like relatively for accounting for inflation, it's not actually as high as you think it is, right? So, let um, me go 2007. Hmm. 2007, 2008. Uh, I guess it wasn't that much. I thought it was more than that, but 2008? Let me check. Anyway, so the reason why I'm talking about this is because... Oh, wait. It was in 2008. 2008 was when it was... Oh, no, it wasn't. Oh, what was it? This is actually interesting. I, I didn't look this up before, but I probably should have. So um, anyway, we'll just say it was really high because I remember I remember when I would fill up the, the Lumina, which I hated, by the way, right? Whenever I'd fill up the Lumina, it would cost like anywhere between 50 60 or even $70, I think. Maybe not 70 but it was close to $70. And that's, that's back then when I was like a third-year teacher or second-year teacher. So it was kind of a pain in the ass. It was, it was really tough to go and go to the pump and then pay that much. And then I'm driving a piece of shit car, which I hated, right? And it had terrible gas mileage. It probably got maybe 17, 16, 17 or 18 miles to the gallon, so I hated it, right? So ever since then, I promised myself, I was like, hey, I'm not going to be, I'm never going to have this ever happen again, right? So I was like, I won't, like I hated it. I hated the gas price. I hated the car. And ever since then, I've been very sensitive to <laughs> the cost of gas, right? And then the cost of gas went like normal. It went back to normal, right? And so I had a few cars since then, and relatively, gas has been kind of cheap since then anyway. 
But now, when I came to Hawaii, because I, I live in Hawaii now, which the gas is kind of ridiculously expensive. I should have taken a picture. I think it was $5.69 for 85, 85 octane, right? And so, which I've changed. My, my car can do 91 or 85, and I, I switched it to 85, because I think 91 was almost $6. But one of the reasons why I bought a Civic which is, it's pretty cool, I guess. I mean, it's not a, it's nothing fancy, right? But the reason why I bought a Civic was because back in 2007 and 2008, I was like, I'm never going to have this happen to me ever again, right? I'm never going to go to the gas pump and feel like I got ripped off, right? Because I was done with it. I, I, I lived that a whole life, right? And so when I bought my car, that was one of the, that was one of the attractive qualities of my car. So now... The gas is still costing between forty and fifty dollars, but that's relatively cheap compared to all of these, you know, trucks and all that other stuff. I mean, there's a lot of Teslas on island, so they're probably laughing right now too. But the reason why I bring all that up is like I know the gas prices are expensive now, but we had like over ten years to figure this out, right? So if you're still driving a Ford F one fifty and still getting twelve miles to the gallon, or not having a hybrid or even a diesel. I don't understand how, how like the gas price can be like really affecting you that much because this gas price is the exact same, like almost the exact same gas price it was um, 15 years ago, right? And that was a pain in the ass 15 years ago. That 15 years ago, you know, Bitcoin wasn't even invented yet, so it was at negative. It was at zero dollars, right? Now it's at forty thousand dollars. So, but I just think like I, you know, who's not a very conscientious consumer, I was like hey, I'm not going to buy a V8. I didn't even want to buy a V6, right? But when I came and I had a little money, like I wanted to buy like like a cool car, right? I wanted to buy a fast car that goes brap, brap, you know, real loud car. But, you know, any V8 is going to run on 90, 91 at least. <laughs> and it's probably going to get 10 miles to the gallon, the cars that I was looking at, right? And so I made a conscious decision to not, you know, buy my midlife crisis car at that time. And I feel like, there's people that did not make that decision right now and they're complaining about the gas prices where I'm like, hey, I actually want to, you know, like maybe a Tesla, right? So that's the thing about the gas prices that's kind of weird right now. But the other part too is I had to explain this to like a student because he was like, hey, when Donald Trump was president, um, the gas prices were really low. And I'm like, yeah, but that has nothing to do with like what he did he doesn't control the gas price, right? I was trying to explain to him. This guy, this kid, he was like, um, you know, he was very, he was very, he was very emotional with his decision. And I tried to explain to him. I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember, but we were in a pandemic and the entire world shut down, and so a lot of people weren't using gas. And the people that export gas are like, hey, how do we get people to 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 use more gas? We make the price of oil cheaper, right? And then the United States was like, hey, we're shutting down our oil production, our gas petroleum oil production, because we can't afford to keep these guys. There's, no, there's nobody's buying the oil, right? Nobody's buying gas, right? So they shut all of these things down, and the gas, is, gas price is low, right? And so now that we're coming out of the pandemic, like the, the need or the desire for gas is about 100 times more than it was before. And all of those companies got to make, all foreign oil companies got to make their money back, right? And so now the gas price is really, or oil prices are really high, right? So then President Biden now goes and says, hey, to the OPEC nations, like, hey, can you, um, 
can you help us out? Like, can you like not charge so much for Barrow's oil? And they all say, no, we cannot because we need to make our money back that we lost last year. I think what's weird is that people think like if the, if, uh, the United States of America just asks for something, I think they think other countries are just going to do it for them. <laughs> like they're still trying to make back all the money they lost for the last two years by raising the price of oil. And everybody's like, well, why don't you just lower the price of oil? And I was like, um, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know if you can like think like that. So that was a weird discussion, but it was just so limited in what, in what, what people were thinking, like how they're thinking is when they think about things like oil prices. Like the bigger deal isn't really the price of it. The bigger deal is like how can a $1 increase on gas affect so many people in the United States? Like that's the worrisome part is that gas can go up by a dollar and it can really hurt a lot of families. Like there's something, something needs to be fixed right there. That's the part that needs to be fixed, right? Because if, if the gas is almost the same price as it was in 2008 and people are like, feel it more now, it's like, it's like almost they have less purchasing power than they did in 2008 at the height of the recession. Okay, so. But enough of that like serious oil talk, right? Oh yeah, here's the other part too. I forgot to add to that because I was telling my buddy Rob about this. So like in the UAE, I was telling him, I was like, yeah, dude, I'll buy, you know, a whatever, I'll buy a Porsche or a Charger or whatever because the price of gas there is like, is like cheaper than buying water, okay? You get like 99 octane. This is how much 15 gallons of like almost 100 octane would cost. It would cost like 120 dirhams, which is like, how much is that? It's like 30 bucks. 15 gallons of like shit you can't even, like the highest you can get that I've ever seen like in the United States is 92. This shit was 99, right? And if you run a direct, direct fuel injections, or not direct, um, direct injection system, right? It like cleans all it. It's supposed to clean it all out. I'm like, dude, that motor that I had was clean as a whistle from the pure gas that I got. But yeah, if I lived in the UAE, man, the roads are flat and the weather's pretty nice. Other than the heat, everything's good. I would buy, I'd definitely buy, you know, um, a gas guzzling car in the UAE. But all right, so now to, I probably overlapped that, but I'm not going to re-edit it because I think I, I can't see. I haven't done this in a while, so I don't remember how to go. So we're going to go back to something more fun. What did I write? Oh, spring break. It is spring break right now. So um, I've completed my first week of spring. We had two weeks for spring break, which is pretty awesome. I didn't want to go anywhere because I don't know why I didn't want to go. Because I, I live in Maui, and it's awesome on Maui. So it's like everywhere I go, I'll just complain about how it's not as nice as where I live, right? And so that's kind of the main reason why I don't want to go anywhere. And it's because I don't really like flying. I flew a bunch before and I'm okay with it. I'm way better at flying than I am now, but I just don't like, I don't like being around people. Like, I think that's the problem. It's not the flying, right? Because during the pandemic when I flew and there was only like 20 people on a, you know, 500 passenger airplane, I loved it. But when there's people, you know, and dudes farting right next to me, I hate that shit. Like, I can't deal with it because it just, it just drives me nuts, right? So, um... Hanging out on spring break. Oh, yeah, I'm coaching golf, which is pretty fun. So I've coached golf before with my buddy Rob, and it was girls golf, and it was awesome. We had, this was like, I think it was 2018, maybe, 2017. And we only did it for one year, but we had, it was pretty fun. He was more of the, um, the he was the head coach. I was more of the ass manager, <laughs> the assistant manager, right? And 
we kind of, and so like he did, he kind of did all the logistical head coach planning stuff, right? And I kind of just showed up and I was just like assisting him. Like if he needed help, like if he needed to spend time with, you know, some girls that they needed more one-on-one help, I would take the rest of the team and do something. So like, I was just like, you know, there. I was basically like the nanny, right? And it was awesome because we had, we had a bunch of, um, I think we had six or seven girls probably. We had seven yeah, we had seven girls, I think, or six girls, and they were all awesome. Like, I remember every single one of them. I can't remember any of their names. <laughs> I remember, like, two of their names. Let me think. Yeah, they were all awesome. They were really cool, and they were kind of like an older team, so there was a senior, there was a couple, there was a few juniors and a sophomore, so there was, it, was a, it was an older team. They were awesome. Um, it was the first time that I coached girls, and I loved it, and I never, and I've coached boys before, and I don't ever want to coach boys ever again. Boys are fine. I just, if you actually want to, especially for golf, coaching for boys on a golf, you don't get to do a lot of teaching, right? You kind of do, because boys kind of like, they, they think they know how to do everything, right? And so you don't have to, like, they're not going to listen to what you tell them to do, right? They're, like, if you tell them, like, hey... They only are focused on what happens to the ball when it's in the air. And I'm like, hey, that's cool for now, but there's times where you got to change your approach and not do that. So, but for girls, they, they, they're very receptive. At least, at least they're more receptive. Most of them are. I, I can't say all, all girls are receptive, but the most, for the most part, the ones that I've coached have been rather receptive. They've been grateful and appreciative. And, yeah, they're just really cool to be around. And so now I, I'm coaching girls, and they only gave me one head coach stipe. So I'm the head coach now, but now I have seven girls, and I don't have an assistant. So I'm like, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought. But I was really worried because I thought our school was going to be like, oh, we have seven girls on our team. We don't have enough. And then there's other schools on here that only have, like, one. And I'm like, whoa, that's too bad. So I'm really sad because I really like the game of golf, sport of golf. And I do, I do think a lot more people should be, you know, a lot more people should be playing it. So that's kind of what we did for the first half. We got some matches next week. I don't even know if we're going to play them because I think half the team is, like, vacationing, spending time with family. So I'm like, if you're spending time with your family, we're going to forfeit all of these matches, which is totally fine with me because that's really dumb that they put the matches on spring break. Like, like you wouldn't do that. It's just a, it's a poor decision to do that. But, yeah, so we're on spring break and, and doing all that stuff. Um, probably into the fun stuff. Oh, yeah, video games. I never get to talk about video games too much. But right now, Halo is still going. It's probably going to die because they are not, they're not adding anything into it. The game came out in November. It is now almost April, and they're letting this die slow. To, I actually think they're going to wait until the summer and fall to pick up to start. I think they have a lot of things in the works, right? Because I think when Call of Duty starts getting announced, they're going to start adding new stuff. I actually think they're going to add a Battle Royale mode. If they add a Battle Royale mode to Halo, it's like over. It's over for all the other games. They're just not going to... Maybe Call of Duty, but other than that, I, I can't really see any other game competing with that. So that's happening right now. Forza Horizon's still there. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, if you guys have your old Xbox. So I had an old Xbox One S. I just traded it in at GameStop for $156.00 in store credit and they were gonna give me $110 cash which I thought was pretty good so the funny thing is like now I think the Xbox Series S is only like $289 so you can technically go take your Xbox whatever Xbox you have trade it in you actually need all the cables one controller and you need to delete everything off your Xbox right and they'll give you $156 trade in 
And I traded in a few other. I actually have 200 trading because I traded in some other stuff. But you got to make sure to bring at least one wireless controller. I made a mistake on that. Pissed me off because, because I didn't bring a wireless controller. They said that I had to purchase a wireless controller. So my 156, and they charged me $56 for a used controller. So I actually only got 100 but I was not going to come back and do it. So, um, but I went over there to trade all that in to get the to get this game called Elden Ring, which is every, all the kids are like, yo, Mr. Noah, we're going to grind the Elden Ring. It's going to be, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but they're just asking me, you play Elden Ring? You play that? Yeah, you play that? No, I don't, yeah, I don't do that. But it's, it's, it's really difficult, and I'm going to try it, and... Uh, I almost bought it today, but I got to wait. I get a coupon, so I got to wait <laughs> like another day for my coupon to come in, and I get $10 off, and I'm going to use the, the credit that I have from GameStop to buy Elden Ring. If I didn't have a Series X, I actually, because the trading value was so good, I was like, hey, you guys got any PlayStations? Even though I don't want a PlayStation, I was thinking about it. They did not have PlayStations. They did have four Xbox Series Xs in stock, so that was pretty cool, but um, yeah, so anybody out there, you got to trade in your stuff now because the fact that I think I paid like $200, $200 for my Xbox or $250 for my Xbox, and then they traded it in for 156 so that's a really good deal, I believe. And I traded in Call of Duty Cold War and Vanguard, so I got, I got the extra bucks on that. So um, yeah, that, that's the things that, that we're working on right now. What else do we got? We got sports. Ooh, yeah, the Raiders just traded for Devontae Adams. I almost said Devontae Williams, Devontae Adams. Uh, the the all-pro receiver, receiver from the Green Bay Packers, so that's really cool. It's also really cool that they, they're doing some things. The AFC West is going to be really tough, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening right now, so that's going to be a pretty good deal. Um, what else? Oh, I wrote Spam. So one of the things that the kids taught me, did you guys know that, that, that kids have what are called spam accounts on Instagram, right? So the idea behind spam account, which I didn't know, was that you have like your regular, your Instagram, right? So you have like your regular Instagram account, right? Like Justin, whatever, right? And that's the one that like your parents follow and your grandparents follow and everybody sees it, right? But then you have like the super secret account and it's called a spam account. And then it's like some weird name, right? And then that's the one you share all of your like racist, homophobic, misogynistic stuff with all your friends. Like that's, that's the real one, right? All the crazy stuff you put on that one. And it's called a spam account, which I didn't know. And kids are telling me that. They're like, why don't you have one? And I'm like, because uh, I'm not an idiot. But I just thought it was weird that they actually do that. I can't think of when I was in high school. Like if I was in high school, what would my Instagram account be of? It would probably be of like video game stuff, maybe some sports. <laughs> It'd probably be like dumb stuff, like like goofy pranks. It wouldn't even be, it would just be dumb stuff like that. Um, yeah, I can't even really think. All of my friends, I grew up in Idaho, so they're all white. And they all make fun of, you know, black people, Hispanic people, Asian people. And I'm like, guys, I'm not white. They're like, yeah, but you're like from here, so it doesn't count. And so I got to pretend it's funny, right? That's the kind of people that I grew up with in high school, so Yeah. Ooh, another interesting thing. I wrote spam because um, the spam accounts, but there was like a stat that somebody told me. They said that, so Hawaii, spam consumption. I'm looking at it right now. So it's estimated that the state of Hawaii, they consume 5 million pounds of spam per year. Now, to put that into context, 
Um, that's about six cans a year for every person, man, woman, and child, right? So I don't eat any spam, really. I've, I've had some. I haven't had spam in a long time, but that's kind of a lot. So it's kind of weird. I forgot what the percentage was, but it, it was. It was. I'm just making this percentage up, but it was like, even though, like. Hawaii only accounts for a certain small percentage of the population, right? It consumes, like, almost 50% of, like, all spam or something like that. So it's kind of weird. I don't know why. I was started to look into it, but then I realized I didn't actually care. But there's, there's a few things about spam. There's one, high sodium content, and it's high fat and cholesterol. Those are, like, the worst things you can get. I mean, there's other worst things in life that you can eat, but those are pretty bad. It says that Hawaii or Hawaiians... Oh, no, the soldiers, the soldiers. So in World War II, the soldiers couldn't get um, meat, and you don't need to refrigerate spam, which is kind of gross, um, and that's what they would eat all the time. So that's, you can cook spam and eat it like that, so that's kind of what they, what they ate. But I don't know. I just think spam's kind of gross. It's not too bad. It's just like, I don't know. It's not really something that I would eat a lot of. I used to eat uh, the musubis, which is basically it's, it's a rice... Um, spam and then seaweed wrapped up, but I actually like the chicken ones way better than the spam one. So, but it is something that that I think the kids like a lot because you can eat it really fast. All right, so we'll talk about this. So this is the main question I was reading about this. So like, when when do you get gas, like in your car, right? Like, do you get it in the morning on the way to work, which is like the worst thing ever, right? Do you get it after work? Do you get it on the weekends? Et cetera. Like, when do you fill up? Oh, that's a, you know what? Let's make that two questions. When do you fill up your gas tank? Or when would, yeah, when do you decide to fill up your gas tank, okay? Um, I don't know why. I think, this is weird. So I did this with every car that I have, but I think I saw it because my buddy Sabir used to do it. So on the trip odometers, right, you have like, you have like your main odometer, and then you have trip A and trip B, right? So... I never leave it on the main odometer. What I do is that between oil changes, right, between oil changes, I use either trip A or trip B, whatever one it was, right? Every oil change, I reset my trip A odometer to zero, right? So then that keeps track of how many miles I've driven since my oil change. Because I don't drive, like, a lot, right? And I think I think my car will actually go between five and 8,000 or five and 7,500 miles per oil change. My car before would go like 10,000 miles between oil changes, right? And it, and it said it could. It said it could. So, like, you put, you know, full synthetic. It says you're good for 10,000 miles. You're basically once a year, right? Almost once a year. And so trip A, but if, if you obviously use, you know, whatever, non-synthetic, what's the word for, yeah, just regular oil, right? Um, depending. It also depends on how new the motor is, too. Like, if you, have a, if you have a higher mileage motor and you put in, like, fully synthetic premium blend oil, it can go quite a bit between oil changes, okay? But anyway, so my trip A odometer, it's, it's strictly for how many miles are between each oil change, right? So that kind of keeps track of my oil change because I don't look at the stickers, right, that they put on your car. My trip B odometer setting, that's strictly for every gas tank fill-up. So when I fill up the gas all the way full, I reset that one. And then I have my regular odometer just ready to go, right? So... Um, I mean, now with all of the computers and stuff you have in your car, you don't really need to do that, but I like to do it anyway. 
because on my dash, I, like my information screen on my dash, I have the miles remaining, average miles, and all that stuff right there. So I have like a meter and all that stuff right there. But I still do that. So I guess the question, because my parents would like, I swear they fill up gas like once every other day. Their, their biggest fear is running out of gas, I think. But um, basically what what... When I fill up gas or when it's time for me to fill up gas, it's when the light goes off. <laughs> so um, I was recommended, like, that's fine, but because it'll say, like, you know, you have 50 miles remaining, right, on your car, and the light will come on. And you can go, you can take it all the way down to zero, and you probably got 20 more miles left, right? But I, I think that's really bad on your car because the gas pump is what, you know, that's the expensive part of that part of the car, right? And so you don't want to mess with your gas pump if there's no gas in there, right? So I've taken some cars down way past zero, but I, now I'm kind of more mature. I don't do that. So now I just, I just go whenever the light comes on. So if the light comes on and I am going to school, like if I'm going to work, I'm definitely not going to fill up. So I will never do it in the morning. I will never do it at work, okay? Um, if I have somewhere to go right after, if I can make it, I'll make it. But I usually only go like after 5 p.m. Like I've never, I can't remember the last time I filled up in the daytime. I don't know why. I don't know if I'm anti-filling up your gas tank in the daytime or not, but I just don't do it. I guess maybe if like, let's say it's a Friday and I'm coming straight home and it says, and it says you got to fill up, I might actually come home and do it the next morning, but more, it's, it's more likely that I would just stop at the gas station on the way home instead. Because um, I just don't like doing it in the morning. And I always have a feeling that I'll actually have something to do and then jump in my car and be like, oh my gosh, I got to fill up for gas, right? So uh, that's when I get gas. So I guess what I would say I get gas every once every maybe week, once every 10 days, maybe depending on how much I drive. I've been, I've been getting it a lot lately because I have to go up and down the hill to, to coach golf. But when do you get gas? When do you feel like it's a time to get gas? And do you fill it all the way up? That's the other thing, too. See, I just fill it all the way up, too. Ooh, here's a better question. What, what kind of gas mileage do you get combined? My combined gas mileage is 32 miles per gallon. But if it was just freeway, because I kind of have to come up a hill, right? If I didn't have to come up the hill, that thing could probably get 40 miles to the gallon easy. But... That's why I'm not too concerned about the gas prices. I'm actually seeing, I'm actually thinking about that, whatever, that Maverick truck or the Lightning. I don't know which one. Not the Lightning, the Maverick. The little truck that has, like, you can get 50 miles, an hour, 50 miles to the gallon on there, right? So that was the question I have for you. Wait, when, when do you get gas? Like, what time? Are you, do you do it like I do it after, after work? Are you a psychopath and do it before you go to work? Or are you like me and says, like, oh, yeah, I'll just do it before I go to work and forget and be, then be late to work. Like, that's, that's usually how it works. All right, so I think we're going to wrap that one up. That's about three things. I say about three or four things. Um, try to keep it light on this one too. So other than that, I'll probably be posting a little bit more, a little more often, and try to get these tracks up for you guys. So if you liked it or had a good time, please, you can write a comment on there or you can hit me up on IG, IG 400, and then let me know what's up. And... Um, yeah, just share it, I guess. Just kind of, that's the only thing. I, I'm actually kind of happy with the amount. I didn't talk about it in the beginning, but there was actually within the last week <laughs> a listener from Kiev and a listener from Moscow. So I don't know I don't know how long I'll be available in Russia because it seems like they're shutting everything down. 
but it is pretty cool that there are people from other countries listening. So thank you for listening, and I will talk to you guys later. Goodbye.